0: And we're now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking.
3: Welcome to Critical Thinking with, well, I'm not Andrew Coppins. He's Andrew Coppins. I'm Pat Oni. And uh, today we actually uh, are going to get right into it because we have a very special guest with us. Um, it is Representative Kara Berkland. She's actually been on with us before, but uh, we're having her on today to talk about a particular bill that happened here in Utah over the last week. Uh, it was eight, House Bill 11, which talks about the transgender um, sports specifically in female sports. And so we wanted to have her on to, to talk about it and talk about the issues surrounding it. And so representative Berkland, thank you for coming on. How are you?
2: Hey, thank you guys. It's a Pleasure to be with you. I'm, I'm doing great. Thank you.
3: Awesome. So wanted to just dive right into this. And first of all, can you just describe house bill 11 for the general audience?
2: Sure. House Bill 11, it says that if you are a transgender girl, then you can participate on the girls basketball team, but you cannot compete on their basketball team or their any other teams. Right? So it's like, you can, you can participate, but, but there's a ban on any competition for any high school sport um, in the state of Utah. Uh, it allows them to participate in co-ed sports. It allows them to participate on boys teams. Um, and compete in all those categories. but on the girls' single sex category, it says there's no competition from a transgender girl. And if the courts um, enjoin the bill the, or or um, strike it down as unconstitutional, a commission will be formed um, to assess each uh, transgender athlete.
3: So l- let me let me I want to clarify something here because, it allows trans girls to participate in sports, but it prevents them from competing in girls sports. Correct. Is that, is that correct. how I understood that? Correctly? Okay. So, so because I've, I've heard a lot of controversy on this and that it is what, what everyone's making it sound like is that these trans kids are being banned from sports. That is not true. Is that also correct?
2: Yes. So there are, there's 24 activities under the Utah High School Activity Association umbrella. Mm. Five of them are single sex female categories. From those categories, a transgender girl would be able to participate up into the point of the actual competition. They could be a practice player, team manager, uh, playing like you know special games, things like that, but they won't be able to compete. but they'll have all other 19th activities, free reign and all those other activities.
0: Now, now, real quick. When we're talking trans girl, we're talking about biological males who are competing as females. Correct? That's correct. Okay, just wanted to make sure everybody was on speaking the same language.
3: Yeah, sometimes we. Sometimes that gets lost in translation for whatever reason. So, okay. Going into so so you've you've actually presented this bill or at least something like it. I think every year since you've been in office is that is that correct as well?
2: Twice. Yes, the two. Years Twice. Been okay. There.
3: Okay. So and and every time they they failed and then then we finally got House Bill 11 which was then veto but then the veto was overridden. So what correct. what was different about this time around getting it passed this time versus the previous versions? Well,
2: I think this time um there's a lot more transgender athletes that are known about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously Leah Thomas and and um, Cece Telford and some of those athletes are at the top of people's minds right now, right? Um, and right. In, in Utah, we have a number of transgender athletes. We have four that have gone through the High School Activity Association transition policy, and we have a lot more that have just shown up and, and competed um, against women, and that's really made it personal to i think a whole lot more utah parents and girls and so there was a lot more support from utah parents and girls when it came time to reach out to their representatives and their and their senators to say hey this is how i feel and and it's here it's real we have to like take care of this
3: so when when spencer cox came out and said that he was going to veto it I, i know you put out a video in response to that and that was before the veto was actually overridden and and I've seen some of the, the the hate and everything on social media, so I, I've got to ask because this is this is mm-hmm. the, the third time that you've done this, right? So, how's how's your soul in all of this with, with such a divisive issue?
2: Um, it's a great question for me today. Today has been a harder day than most. We're, I'm good. Mm-hmm. We're good. It, it surprises me. Um, this this tolerant group that's. Cl- you know, claiming that they just want compassion and acceptance. And all I'm saying is, okay, we sure should give you that. Right. But in these five categories, let's let those born biologically women just compete just there. That's all I want. Just fairness for those five categories. Right. And you would think that I am personally out there destroying lives as children. And so we've had to um, take very serious, some of the threats, um, unfortunately, and, we've, you know, we've had to be more cautious on what we put on social media and, um, you know, creating safety plans and things like that.
3: Well, I mean, because I, I also know that you you happen to be a mom of, of female athletes as well. And, um, you know, so I, I was curious about that. But I, I want to talk about Spencer Cox for a second, too, because he came out and said that he was going to veto this and I believe he also said that he was going to call for a special session of, of the legislature, right? If if this was overridden, Wh- what is his deal? Because this seems to be a pretty straightforward, cut and dry um, reasoning of why we would want this to happen. Um, and it's not just about it's not banning anyone from sports. It's just about protecting athletes the female athletes in their respective sports giving them a fair chance to compete. What is his deal because I read his response and it to me it, it sounded a lot like hey this is a lot about the money and the funding. Is that true or is there more to it than that?
2: You know I I wish I could answer that with a good knowledge. Um I have only talked to our governor um about this issue twice. Um, in the last two years, and so I, I read his letter, um, appreciate his thoughts, but I, I think he didn't understand truly what situations we've had already happened here in our state. I don't mm-hmm. think he um, maybe listens to a lot of the girls, particularly the girls who had to compete against transgender athletes. I don't, I, I don't know. I can't speak for him, and I wouldn't try. I just know that there's a lot of um, information that. I, I strongly believe he doesn't have, um, I I think, I think it doesn't help either that, you know, the media is, is making it seem like this is a ban on all children participating in sports if they're transgender, right? The the Mm -hmm. media has a lot of responsibility here. Um, and of course, you know, just our, our general society wanting to push this narrative, um, upon everybody that, you better be involved. You better love transgender people. You better understand them. Pull them in, or or you're, you know, a bigot. Like that is just being shoved down our throats right now.
4: Right, and So
2: right. let's, it's hard for some political leaders to walk that line.
0: Yeah, well, and Pat, real quick, I I want to jump in too because from my understanding of this, it this isn't just something that is about politics or party. This is something that you understand from an involvement level, correct? Like you're you're involved in, you know, high school and uh, below um, athletics, right? Y- you understand the implications of competition and what biology can do to competition. This isn't just some political point to score.
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I I find it um, really naive and and frankly, just baseless when people say that that anybody supports this bill for for political points, Um, because in the House, I can say the we had a veto proof majority last year when I ran the bill and it wasn't an election cycle. But, you know, we sat down, we had the opportunity to sit down and discuss what has happened in our state as a coach as a, an official, as a parent with, with, you know, five of my six kids competing in athletics across our state. Like, you know, I was able to talk with a lot of legislators about what we're actually seeing here in our state. Um, and they made, you know, a lot of decisions based on real information.
3: Because I, I know we it's what four as of right now that are, are active athletes in, in women's sports. Is that, if I remember correctly from his letter my, my thought process, what is the difference between four and four hundred at that point? Like like if it's an issue, if it's preventing our female sport or female athletes from competing fairly, what's the difference? Does that make no, sense? No,
2: I agree. and and I just want to say there there's four that have gone through the high school activity association policy mm-hmm. and those kids are participating in like swimming and volleyball. But there are kids that are transgender who are participating in track. There's kids who are transgender who are participating in basketball, um, wrestling. Like there's there's quite a few um, more transgender kids than that four. But let's say there's only one. like that's the argument I don't get when it's, like, it's only four. Let's say it's only one. It's only one swimmer swimming at UPenn. There's there's only one you know runner who took away. The title in Connecticut, one matters.
0: Right, It absolutely matters. And and we've had, um, I don't know if you've been paying attention to any other state, but in Iowa, um, we had Ainsley Erzin and and her father, Todd Erzin, and she's a national track and field champion um, in the 800 meter. And she's going to be attending Arkansas on both a, I believe it's a soccer and track scholarship next year. And she penned an op-ed in the biggest newspaper in the state, you know, basically begging them to allow women to compete with women and allow men to compete with men so that it's not about her. It's about the people coming after her. It's about the the six-year-old girl who can grow up to be a 17-year-old national champion. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten years from now, where six seven eight nine ten years from now if we don't do something what does that future look like for
2: girls oh i think i think we will have um just a complete shutdown of women's sports because what high school team won't be out there recruiting transgender kids to come play on their teams because they're if they're a transgender girl they're obviously going to, you know, be physically more capable than, than just your regular, you know, cisgender girl, um, especially in college. Holy cow. Can you imagine the, re- I mean, they, in college, they will be out there recruiting all across the nation. Um, and, and it'll start with one and then there'll be two, and then there'll be whole teams made up of transgender girls, because the whole point of elite athleticism is to have the best of the best, and when you're a transgender athlete, born male, identifying male at birth, going through male puberty, and then you switch over, you are superior athletically to 99.9% of women. And that, th- there's just no question about that. And so yeah. when the goal is to be the best, you have to look at who's going to be your best option.
0: Yeah. And, and I put it this way to people all the time. What is the point of sports at that level? The point is to win. That's it. There is no camaraderie. There's no... The point of elite athletics is to win. And the coach gets paid to win. The players want to win. That's their drive. Their drive is to win. That's it. Period. Amen. And that's my point, is that for, for uh, Will, or now Leah Thomas, to win, to have gone from what 400 and whatever ranked uh, swimmer on the male side to beating people f- by four, five, six, seven, eight seconds all throughout this last season of NCAA women's swimming. There's your point. The whole point of that transition was because I wanted to win. That's it. They. You, he couldn't win as a he, so Absolutely. he went and became
3: Absolutely. a woman and started winning. So I mean, because obviously we're setting this is
2: up just unattainable records,
3: right? But obviously, this is going to keep happening, whether it's in Utah or or at some other you know state in the country. This is going to keep coming, right? So, so what do we what do we do at this point to make sure that we are protecting our all kids, not just um not just you know, feet, you know women and women's sports but all kids including the trans kids how do we protect all of them and going forward
2: well i think the first question is what do we what do we want to protect them from for girls we want to protect mm-hmm. them from an unfair playing field right so we set right. up safeguards that says here's your here's your activities kids here's where all of you can go and participate 19 activities under the activity associations umbrella but these five; these are for women, and then for those those kids, let's bolster those activities. Let's make sure that they're protected um, in their sports and their, their you know their pursuits in ways that are fair to them. Um, as more and more kids on um, you know choose to transition, we need to make sure that they then have safe leagues that are appropriate for them at that time. Um, but right now, we just need to steer them into a direction that is fair and safe.
0: All right, so before we we ask a last question here, we got to get into something we do with every guest that we have on the program, and of course that is our famed the B or not the B. Very simple: is this coming from NotTheB.com or Babylon B? We're gonna give you the headline, we'll give you a a, a little bit to think about it, and then uh, we'll have to you know ask you for the B or not the B. No pressure, hundred dollars on the line, no pressure whatsoever. Uh, all right. So today's headline: Saki reminds reporters that Biden doesn't speak for the president of the United States. Saki reminds reporters that Biden doesn't speak for the president of the United States. And while you're thinking about that, let a hey, pat. Um, have you checked out the Fundly for our friends over at American Pride Roasters? Have you? Have you uh, seen? Haven't. Okay, well, we are still at $15,720 for Dave and his wife uh, after the tornado that ripped through their home and their business um, last, well, three weeks ago almost now. Um, So if you get a chance, go to my Twitter feed, at The Cop and Show. It is pinned there, the fundly for them. Um, Every last dollar is going to be helpful, especially since they're dealing with um, a lot of issues with the insurance company and housing right now. So every last dollar uh, is going to be very helpful. But $15,000 already raised. Uh, would love to see that get to 20 by the end of this. Uh, so please, folks, uh, go to that Fundly Again, at the cop and show on all of my socials. It'll be pinned right to the top. So you can find the link there. All right. So... Do you need the headline one more time?
2: No, I don't.
0: All right. For $100 or costing us $50, is this the B or not the B? I'm
2: going to say this is the B.
0: Yes. Thank you. That's $100 of Dominicans Izzo's totally legit mainstream <clears throat> network <coughs> marketing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. And the story says in a tense press conference Monday, Press Secretary Jen Psaki faced pointed questions about several Biden misstatements that led to chaos during his trip overseas. Psaki quickly reassured the gathered press that Biden doesn't speak for the President of the United States. Quote, The President has clearly said, and we agree, that Joe Biden does not speak for this administration, said Psaki to confused reporters. Nothing said by Biden should be misconstrued to reflect the official foreign policy of the President. This administration has been clear from the beginning that we've always been clear about what we have been clear about, clearly. But Jen, said a feisty Peter Ducey, don't you think these inconsistent statements could cause World War III and unleash CRT on our kids all at once? Why did Biden have to walk back his statements? We would like to walk back the statement that we have never walked back any statements, said a frustrated Saki. But if you find any statements that we have walked back, let me know and we'll circle back later to walk back our walk backs. Sources say Biden is now in his basement on tranquilizers until the administration can clarify what statements need to be walked back. That sounds about right.
3: Um just so you know, uh, Jimmy Saki, uh, Jen Saki's little, ginger little brother, texted me during this and said that was the most accurate statement that she has ever given
0: to the media. Some would say you right. resembled Jimmy Saki. Some would say. Yeah, I, I do not. All right. So, but uh, back to the uh, point at hand here. So we love solutions, right? And I think you've provided us some uh, framework for those solutions. And I think one of those things is, if if this is a a biological male, you know, transitioning, um, there has to be some level of an acceptance within that male locker room. I think that's where you have to have that and still allow them to compete that way. I, I think that is where this goes, especially at the younger ages, right? And it's hard uh, to do that. It's hard to to accept things that are different as you are growing up or whatever. Um, but I think that is a, an educational piece that can help in in all of this. How do you see that playing, playing a part?
2: No, I, I definitely think that's that's a very valid point. Um, you know, right now we have in the state of Utah girls who want to play tackle football and they're playing on the boys' teams, right? And, and it's hard for them. In fact, the state of Utah was sued um, by a group who said that they should be able to have their own women's football league um, for tackle football. And it failed in court because it was decided by the state of Utah that it is not a constitutional right to be allowed to play on a high school sports team. Um, And it is there's nothing discriminatory about asking girls to play on boys' teams when there's not a um, you know team for the girls. And so I do not think that there's anything wrong with saying to someone who's born biologically a boy and asking that child to then go play on the boys team. That could be hard for them. Trust me. Plenty of women will say, we understand the heartache, but we could all work together in trying to educate each other and accept each other and what every kid's going through at the different times in their lives and make that a better, um, transition for them.
3: What what's next for you all this.
2: Thing to get reelected?
0: <laughs> speaking of that how can people help your re-election bid uh, because I, I think you know when, when we talk about politicians and things like that um, I, I don't see you as a politician I see you as just a regular person who happens to be a politician and that is a rare combination
2: well I, I appreciate that um, I do have a website it's just my name com. they can read about me Go on and donate there if they'd like or just send me a note of encouragement. It's nice when, you know, every fifth or sixth nasty (laughs) letter comes a just a positive. Hey, keep going. (laughs) It's always appreciated.
0: Absolutely. Let's send some love her way. Thank you so much for joining us today on the show. and We hope to have you back on um, as election season comes closer, if not sooner than that. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. And of course, you're going to be able to find that information on how to donate uh, to Kara's campaign and check out the issues that she advocates on um, and and all that stuff. That'll be in the description uh, here on Rumble or, of course, uh, via podcast. And do not forget, by the way, today is your final day. If you are not already a critical thinker, go to criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe $2 a month. $20 annual subscription. Today is the last day to take advantage of that pricing and to get a free month to check out what's coming up. Um, We've got a lot of stuff going on. In fact, um, Pat, why don't you let everybody know what's coming up on the Afterthought, which is an exclusive for our critical thinkers out there. Again, criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe. Use the promo code newera to get yourself a free month. But Pat, what's coming up on that Afterthought? We're going to be talking about how to undoctrinate your kids. That's because we're about to talk to you about the indoctrination your kids have received and, uh, and potentially your siblings were receiving, um, over the past 20 years. And, um, <clears throat> thank you to Christopher Rufo, um, For all of his intrepid reporting, you know, he's the one who really broke that levy in uh, Virginia and in that race when he exposed what was going on um, in Loudoun County. And that led to all sorts of missteps from Terry McAuliffe and yada, 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 yada. But he's back. And we have talked about um, Disney and the don't say gay bill and all the insanity around that but my contention has always been that entertainment that our culture that our institutions of higher learning so you got acad- you know academia you've got even the clergy i would argue you got churches that are sullied with the sin of the spirit of the age if you will okay we've got every around every corner every turn right what happens when Governor Ron DeSantis from the great state of Florida signs the Parental Rights Act? Suddenly, you know, a, a company like Disney gets about 200 of its, you know, what, 12,000 employees that that work here in the United States of America, let alone the rest of the world. mm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <clears throat> to scream bloody murder you get um, actresses and actors you get your Ron Perlman's have you seen that by the way Pat I know that you've been sick so I don't know if you've seen this or not but
3: oh I I, I saw it. He, it you know I, I've never been much of a Ron Perlman fan but uh, See, he's getting I, crazy I think
4: he's he's been crazier been in his old age
0: Sons of Anarchy this guy was fantastic in Sons of Anarchy Right. But um, <clears throat> if you want people to educate and then do something, maybe you should be educated yourself. Because you really look really dumb. Like, insanely stupid. When you don't realize that this bill isn't about don't say gay or don't say anything. Those words don't exist. This is simply codifying at what levels are appropriate to begin sex ed. That's it. It it, it nullifies gender talk. It nullify, nullifies any sexual talk, any sex ed at all. And if you believe that 5-year-old, 6-year-old, 7-, 8-year-old kids need to know intimate sexual details? That's the parent's job. If you want to do that at home, who am I to stop you? My suggestion is that sexualizing children that young has very, very negative outcomes later on in life. It leads to very negative outcomes, very, uh, very much low self-esteem, very much risky behaviors, very much um, depression later on in life. The numbers, if you look at the studies, tell us all of these things. So as we look at this, right, what did we see Ron DeSantis say about Disney as he put pen to paper and signed this bill? where was disney when this was going through the house where was disney at any point in time until that really nice vocal minority right that's the narrative that has been written if you will right it's just this vocal minority of people at disney and why are we focusing on disney well Disney is one of the most recognizable brands to come out of Florida, right? Right. And it's also been one of the most traditional companies. For instance, back in the day, I've never been, but, I, but everybody knows this, right? When you enter the park and you go on the rides, it's ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, right? It, it, it's that kind of an atmosphere. And it's literally that language and it's very precise in its language and not sexualizing characters, right? And not doing this, that, the other thing. It has gone from one of the most wholesome family value oriented companies to, <clears throat> are you ready for this, Pat? Are you ready
3: for this? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No, but you're gonna tell me anyway.
4: It's like I love Disney's content. I grew up watching, you know, all of the classics. They have been a huge, like, informative <laughs> part of my life. But at the same time, like, I worked at small studios most of my career, and I'd heard, you know, you can hear whispers. Like, I, I'd heard things like, "Oh, you know, they won't let you show this at a Disney show." And I'm like, "Okay." So I was a little like sus when I started, and but then my experience was bafflingly the opposite of what i had heard on my little pocket of like you know proud family disney tva um the showrunners were super welcoming meredith roberts and like the, the our leadership over there has been so welcoming to like my like not at all secret gay agenda and so like i i feel like i felt like it was i mean like maybe it was that way in the past but i guess like something must have happened in the last like, like they are turning it around, they're going hard, and then all that, like, momentum that I felt, like, that sense of, I don't have to be afraid to, like, let's have these two characters kiss, let's, in the background, this are, like, I was just, wherever I could, just basically adding queerness to, like, the, if you see anything queer in the show, I'm proud of them. But, like, I, I just was, like, no one would stop me and no one was trying to stop me.
0: Your initial thoughts there, Pat? Because um, I've got some. Wow,
3: I, I'm 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 almost at a loss for words. So basically, if if I'm if I'm understanding this correctly, yep, she is attempting to add queerness to you bigot. You bigot. You cannot use that word. See, that was going to be my next point, is that um, you can say queer now, but you can't say gay. <gasps> you bigot. I, I'm just, I, I don't. So she's basically going in there and saying to hell with any and all traditional family values and trying to make everything gay. Is that is that what I'm
0: hearing? So here's the thing. Okay, and and somebody else in a later video is going to bring <laughs> this up, and, and I'm good, just going to say it my own way first, and then I'll let you hear it out of this other person's mouth, because there's more okay. from Disney, okay? Oh, lovely, all right. Do I understand that it might be important to express that there are different ways of looking at family? Yes, okay. Like for instance, telling a story of adoption in a Disney story is but is it about telling that story or is that story told as part of a background for a larger story?
3: I don't know that that's ever been clearly defined, but I, I if I were to base my my understanding of that, based off of what this woman just said, that that there is more of an agenda and more of a story at play rather than just showing different walks of life and different family values and different uh, forms of families and things like that. That is a completely different thing than what she had just described.
0: What she is describing is an active campaign to, at whatever level she works or whatever department she is working in or if it's abc or disney or whatever right doesn't matter at the walt disney corporation she is not just creating content right to entertain it's about having an agenda and making sure that that agenda is shoved down your throat And I I brought this up, the show Big Sky, right, on ABC, randomly has these two teenage girls in multiple kiss scenes. And, And we're talking about maybe, maybe at best, high school sophomores, just judging by the fact that neither of them have a driver's license. So what is the point there's no point served to to any part of the story right there is no point none there is no point to this other than to put it front and center in front of your face and oh by the way they also have a trans woman as one of the first season's main characters but that person serves a really important part of the story and the really important part of the story happens to do with um, somebody else's perversions. It's an adult story. That's different, right? Right. Than making 13, 14, 15-year-old kids into just straight-up sexual creatures. How does that happen? There's your answer, right? And I asked that question, what, three, four months ago? Maybe even five months, six months ago at this point? I'm pretty sure you've asked that question multiple times. right. Mm-hmm. And so when I when I look at a show like Big Sky that's on ABC and then I pair it up with this, I have my answer. It's about making sure that they add that in for what? An agenda. It's about indoctrination of the culture, of the society uh and making sure to marginalize anybody who dares to say you know what i don't need that on my screen right I, I don't i don't i don't want to see that
5: but there's more pat there's more great coverage but the context is also who is pushing it what their record is and what the history is in Florida. You know, you can go back to the to the 50s, to the John's committee where the legislature was was actively uh, put together a task force whose whole job was to root out civil rights workers and any homosexuals in the university system. They destroyed lives. Literally, people committed suicide behind the, the relentless attack. And then you have Anita Bryant. And many of us are of an age to remember Anita Bryant's Save Our Children campaign, which was premised on the same the same ideas that undergird this bill. And because of her campaign that equated being gay with being a, a pre- child predator, she was able to pass a ban on gay people being able to adopt a marriage ban. And then she took that nationwide. And so when we react to this, a lot of us are reacting from the pain we experienced of being isolated and stigmatized in school. But we're also reacting from the reality that When they can erase you, when they can criminalize your existence, when they can demonize who you are, the next step is to criminalize you and take your kids. And we're already seeing that in Texas. So the slippery slope between these ugly messages, um, emanating from legislative leaders in our state, and then amplified by our governor, whose spokesperson immediately began calling everyone who opposed this bill, uh, groomers, AKA pedophiles,
0: Actually, no, not no. Those two things are not the same. No, nope. that's that's the the issue here. I don't, and and I have made this contention, and I have made this very clear on this show multiple times. What grooming is, and why it's important to separate pedophiles and pederasts. But I want to be abundantly clear here. A, somebody who's grooming a child does not have to be a pedophile. Not at all. Right. In fact, they can be just somebody who is setting them up for something else later in life. They are grooming them for multitudes of things, but yes... It usually has a sexual connotation to it, okay? But I want to ask you this, Pat. How many times have I told the story of how many people that I know who are either gay or lesbian who tell me about their coming out experience? How many times have I told you about how many times it involves, I am I was a teenager and this person was in their 30s or this person was an adult.
3: You've mentioned it before. I don't know that you've mentioned it multiple times, but you. I know you've at
0: least mentioned it before. That is grooming. Mm-hmm. Grooming is putting into the mind of the person that you, there's an outcome, right? You are grooming them to an outcome. And I bring this up because I want to bring this in front of you. Now, if you're listening via podcast, thank you so very much. But please, for the love of God, go to the Rumble page right now. Because, Pat, what is on the screen right in front of us is an Axios survey that says Americans who self-identify as LGBTQ in 2021 by generation. The traditionalist generation. 0.8%. Baby boomers, so people born from 46 to 64, is at 2.6%. Gen X, 65 to 80, 4.2%. The millennial generation, my generation, 81 to 96. And and my group, that group of like 80, 81, 82, they're really... It's really hard to not identify it kind of on the cusp of both Gen X and Millennial. Right. Now, that's at 10.5. Gen Z, born between 97 and 2003, sits at 20.8% who self-identify as LGBTQ. All right. So, Pat, having seen that in front of you, I just have one very, very simple question. Does that or does that not prove grooming? How does that happen at those kind of generational levels? If not, but for grooming.
3: I would say it's two things, actually. It's grooming
0: and indoctrination. Grooming is indoctrination. Oh, yeah, that's actually a good way of putting it, too grooming is indoctrination it is it grooming is part indoctrination it is part action but it is mostly what indoctrination in mind control mm-hmm. okay it is about especially in this instance grooming is a sexualization situation now The left is going to tell us that this is because there's just so much greater acceptance in our society for this, except for every study that has been done in the last 30 years has told us the average is about 10% is actually a, a, a member of queerness, because we can use that term now. Can we? I
5: don't
3: know. Uh, I, I, I don't know any. I mean, it changes so often. It, it'll my, it'll like, change five moment. months
0: from now
5: because yeah. people
0: will start calling people that again. And well, people wait, get, isn't that what you get, just said? said. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, but did you also notice something that tells me that this is about the indoctrination and the grooming of children? Did you also notice a statistical issue here, Pat?
3: Uh, that it it went up significantly by
0: generation by generation. So I'm going to put this up again. Okay. Okay. Let me see. <clears throat> it doubles between traditionalists and baby boomers. Uh-huh. Doubles again between baby boomers and Gen X. Over doubles about almost three times between millennials and. Or between Gen X and Millennials, and then it doubles again between Millennials and Gen Z. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is statistically impossible for all of those things to have happened without a further explanation that includes indoctrination. Is it true that more people might be comfortable in society today? Absolutely, it might be true. But that is only part of the equation. It cannot be the sole reason. The other reason is not, it's not about acceptance. It's not about this. It's not about all of the things that, that leftists and especially the uh, queer agenda activists want you to believe. It's because what has been put in front of these children at places like ABC in Disney movies all over the place has been to indoctrinate them to think that this is a choice because I don't know about you, Pat. I'm pretty sure that when I was growing up, it was, I'm born this way. This isn't a choice. Uh, well, yeah, now it's all that this is a choice. This is, This is the plethora of your sexuality.
3: No, 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 no. This isn't, this isn't, I I, I have a choice anymore. This is how I feel.
0: Right. Which is a choice. Mm -hmm. Feeling is a choice, by the way. When you come down to it, it is a version of a choice. But there's still way more because if you think for one second that Disney is just going to stop at, uh, throwing a few main lead characters at us to pacify the queer activists, as they call themselves, you be dead wrong.
1: I'm here as a mother of, of two queer children, actually, um, uh, one transgender child um, um, and one pansexual child, um, and and also as a leader. Um, and that was the thing that really got me because I have heard so much from so many of my colleagues over the course of the last couple of weeks, um, in open forums and through emails and phone conversations. And, um, I feel a responsibility to speak, um, not just for myself, but for them, um, uh, to all of us, we, we had a, we had an open forum last week at 20th, where, um, again, the home of, of really incredible, groundbreaking LGBTQIA stories over the years. Where um, one of our execs stood up and said, "You know, we only have a handful of queer leads in our content." And I went, "What? I, that can't be true." And I and I and I realized, "Oh, it, it actually is true. We have many, many, many LGBTQIA characters in our stories and." And and yet we don't have enough leads um, and narratives in which gay characters just just get to be characters um, and, and not have to be about gay stories. And so um, that's been very eye opening for me. Um, and and I I can tell you um, it's something that I feel perhaps had this moment not happened um, I as a leader and me as my colleagues would not have focused on. And and going forward, um, I, I certainly will be more so. I know that we will be, and um, and I hope this is a moment where shoot, um, the 50% of the tears, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> are coming. Um uh we don't we just don't allow each other to go backwards.
0: She's referring what? to 50% as in. of all characters in whatever are going to be lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, intersex, or asexual, or whatever the hell the acronym is today. Just so you're aware. Who who was that, by the way? She looked strangely familiar. That's one of the top executives of Disney. Hmm. I don't remember her name off the top of my head okay i I can look real quick if you would like me to no
3: no that's fine i i just she just looked familiar to me we could always figure it out later but this is it's interesting because here's the thing the the grooming and the indoctrination that we're talking about it's funny to see this coming from because she's clearly older than us right um it's it's just funny to me that a lot of this is coming from older generations in down down to younger generations, especially when those older generations were more against
0: these kinds of things.
3: So where where did it come from for them?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. By the show? way, uh, just that? so you know um, mm-hmm. that that woman is Disney corporate president Carrie Burke. Ah, okay. She's the head of corporate.
3: I mean, welcome. I guess I guess welcome to woke corporate America, like that that we've been talking about for so long now. Oh, but absolutely. It's uh, but but you see where I'm going with this though, like like how did this get into the older? Because like I understand how it got into younger generations, but how did it get into the older generations and coming down to now? Like like where were they? would they have had this opinion 20
0: years ago no and it's because of the indoctrination of society right it is because right. of all of the things that have happened throughout culture academia politics and activism right is this is it, i mean where where did it, this where did this uh, when you take a look at this pat right this uh-huh. outrage over this bill how did it become the don't say gay bill right how did the hell did that happen because some stupid LGBTQ activist decided to brand it that way. Right. And congratulations so- to them for branding it that direction because it's stuck with the morons who can't even mm. bother to read beyond the first sentence of a tweet. And then the media ran with it, by the way. Right, because it's easy for them to do mm. that. It's all about right. what? Outrage over Ron DeSantis. Let's let's get Ron DeSantis. And Ron DeSantis's response is fantastic. It's it's go to hell, and it's awesome. Right. But how much how much of this is just a popularity contest? Because I I think
3: this is this is what we're seeing. I think. Too, but it's very clearly
0: America. not for her. It is very mm-hmm. clearly a very deep personal issue. And and her, and I don't want to I I I want to be careful about some of this, but I want to say this. Mm-hmm. She just sexualized her children. Why? She she outed her child or her children mm-hmm. in front of the entire corporate structure of Disney. Right. Who whoever was watching this now knows. I don't know if that child is an adult, nor do you. Do we know if they're even out? That's my point in all of this. It mm-hmm. shouldn't matter either way. Who no cares about it and she brings up the point that i have been bringing up for a long time and and the point of all of this is i don't give a crap if a character is supposed to be gay straight whatever if it's a good character and the story isn't about their sexual life awesome. But that's not what we're fed in our entertainment, quote-unquote. We're force-fed. The only thing that defines a gay character is their gayness, right? Right. That's what we're fed. Look at Will and Grace, right? It's all about the gay, quote-unquote, lifestyle, right? You look at all of the agenda-driven narratives that have been shoved down our throats from the entertainment world for the last 20 years. Why can't you just make a show and the character happens to be gay? And it's about the show, not the show being about that individual or that character. What, what? Notice how they didn't turn Barney gay in in um you know How I Met Your Mother. Everybody knows that Neil Patrick Harris is gay. Right?
3: Which, by the way, he he, he was that was a whole, his his bit in that show was hilarious. I mean, he was the reason I watched that show. By the way, yeah, that show was fantastic. But anyway,
0: it was it really was mainly because of him.
3: Um, right, but exactly.
0: anyway, um, and Lily, Lily was fantastic. But anyway, oh yeah, she was great too. Yeah. Um, the overarching point of all of this is she's right on one side, but on the other side, she continues to sexualize children because. I don't know. You don't know. Nobody knows. How do you... If if that child's 13 years old, how the hell does that child know that they're pansexual?
3: I I, I mean, I'm 33 years old. I really don't even understand what pansexual is.
0: It's regardless of how another person identifies, you can still love them. I, I, I just freaking give up. But, um... So, given all that we have seen, number one, thank God, did you, did you see the Daily Wire announced that they're doing uh, DW Kids? Uh, no, I didn't, Entertainment. actually. And uh, they, they announced two of their projects uh, today during their town hall that they had, um, which made me upgrade my subscription, by the way, because it's what? Guess what? I don't have to spend money at Disney, and I can still get entertained or whatever? Awesome fantastic let me speak with my dollar right as, as long as i'm be being intert- as long as i'm being entertained mm. and to um jeremy boarding's point today go ahead disney do what you're doing keep going keep going because i don't need to market a freaking dime because there's going to be 50 percent of that audience that says i don't want that and i'm going to fill that void for them because I am going to court their business, and I'm not going to insult them in the process. So that's fantastic. I can't wait. That is the, that's how you do this. You give an actual alternative. Now, speaking of that, you might be asking, well, how the hell do I do this when I've got kids, work, I might be going to college myself, I might be doing this, might be doing that, right? How do I do that? Got some answers for you. That comes up in the afterthought. By the way, again, today is the final day to take advantage of a free month. Go to criticalthinking.locals.com, backslash subscribe, enter the code new era, new era. And after today, by the way, your $2 or $20 a month, or excuse me, your $2 a month or $20 annual subscription will go up. It will be $5 a month. Or alternatively, fifty dollars in annual subscription. That's just the reality. I think we're worth it. But we'll figure out if it's gonna be fifty bucks. I, I think we might we might knock it down a little bit, but we might knock it to thirty five somewhere around there. But um, you know, you're gonna get the afterthought and we're gonna give you a way forward. It's called undoctrination. And with that, Pat, your final thoughts here on Critical Thinking. Don't get
3: lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And what the hell, Disney?
0: Please be smart. Be safe. Be kind. Don't say gay, but you can say queer. Until then, Matthew 547.